What is up, my fabulous people? This is Deconstructing, a podcast where we just talk it out. I am one of your hosts, Curtis Cooper, and I am joined by the iconic Delaney Harris. Hey. How are you doing today, though? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a beautiful sunny day where I'm at, and so I am happy. How are you? It, it is cloudy and rainy as heck <laughs> where I'm at. Oh, I took your sunshine. It's beautiful here. But that's all right, because I'm radiant enough as it is to cover for everything. There you go. You can be the sunshine. Absolutely. Be the sunshine in your own life. Bam. And podcast. There you go. Yes, that can be our new slogan. So, Dell, we are... We're, we're doing something a little bit different this week from purity culture last week. <laughs> um, I haven't titled last week's episode yet, but I'm thinking about titling it um, purity culture and the importance of mindfulness. Ooh, I like it. Yep. Because like, I think, I think it'd be fun to like, okay, obviously we have a primary topic, but what topic do we naturally turn to when we talk about these subjects? Yes, definitely. And we talked a lot about mindfulness, so. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all sexy talk. Not all. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Without further ado, today we're going to be talking about something that some of you might roll your eyes at when you first hear about it, but I assure you there are some existential questions wrapped up in this and some religious questions. Mm-hmm. Del, to start off with, do you believe in aliens? I do, Yes. All right. Are you just going to leave me there? Or like, what, what are you going to tell me about your belief in aliens? <laughs> well, um, I should say I do and I don't, to be honest, because oh, okay. Okay. I think so as far as like conspiracy theories go, there are far too many for me to sit there and go, oh, that's ab- absurd. When people around the world believe in the, this, this phenomenon. And um, I know. And I think a lot of it plays into religion, which is something else we're going to talk about. And I Mm -hmm. think um, that they are intermingled. And I 100% believe that there are aliens on this planet. What? Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I like that a lot. (laughs) So, okay. um, Digging into that a little bit more before I answer. um, What has been some of like the biggest like evidence that's caused you to believe that like there are actually aliens among us on this planet? I think the biggest evidence, ooh, I think honestly, just the stories I've heard from people some people I know, some people, oh, people you I know. know, some people I know, they've had just experiences that they think are extraterrestrial. And um, I think like getting like super deep into like the root of my theory, I think that a lot of alien experiences are demonic experiences that are, Ooh. I know, that are disguised as alien experiences to uh, trick the mind and to occupy it from more important things yeah to distract it. <laughs> yeah exactly distract it yes what do you think so okay um i will i will get into this um good, good. i actually do not believe that there are extra extraterrestrials on this earth currently okay what i do believe however is that it is nearly statistically impossible that there are not aliens out there okay like possibly possibly even close-ish to our solar system. Okay. But I mean, our technology is so primitive from like an interstellar standpoint that like we can't see them. Right. Because like 
we point like a telescope in one direction, we can see like like a tiny, tiny pinpoint amidst like an ocean. Right. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So look at us. We disagree on something, everyone. We're not just we're not just one liberal think tank where we agree on everything. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get ahead of the comments now. <laughs> It's good to disagree, though, because I am curious as to... Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so breaking into it a little bit more, without naming names, what is one example of someone who's had, like, this extraterrestrial slash, in your opinion, supernatural experience? Someone I know? Yeah. Okay, so without naming names, someone I know used to live up on a mountain, and they would see a lot of lights at night and they would hear things that they believed were aliens. I think it was demonic, but I also think that, um, I don't, I, in a, in a sense, I think that demons are aliens because they're not human and they occupy this oh, earth. Yeah. yeah, God, angels, demons, they all qualify as extraterrestrial if you take yeah. them literally. Exactly, and so, so when I heard the story, I just, I didn't think much of it apart from that. I have a slightly different understanding of it, but in the end, it's still an extraterrestrial, but the, this, this thing would harass them um, at their home until finally they moved and they moved off the mountain. They like, they took all of their belongings and they still had weird experiences until they got rid of all their belongings. But the weirdest experiences was the lights and that went away when they left the mountain. Oh. oh yeah so it just kind of i don't know that that was just kind of trippy and it's kind of freaky yeah. i'm glad we i'm glad we're talking about this in october Spooky. <laughs> i know it's the month for it. it really is so yeah that was kind of uh, it kind of just weirded me out and made me question whether or not i had to like dismiss the concept too soon hmm. interesting mm -hmm. so um you said that you you believe that like most of these experiences are demonic in nature. Yeah. Do you think that there are non-demonic alien encounters on Earth? I do. I think I do. Oh man, <laughs> Del, you you are literally the perfect person to do this podcast with because your opinions on things fascinate me, <laughs> and I'm sure the listeners as well. So I, oh god, this is gonna get like. I don't know. I don't know if I, okay. If, if I lose you, say something. It's gonna get really complicated. Okay. <laughs> I will let you know. Okay. I have a belief that, um, so I believe in God. I'm yes. a Christian and I, but I don't believe in God just in the form of Christ. I believe he came down in many different forms throughout the history of the world, but I believe Christ is yeah. the form that I personally know that was, that's what makes me a Christian. However, mm -hmm. in addition to God, I think there are other demigods or aliens, so to speak, who are not necessarily in a body like you and I are, but they are spirits mm -hmm. that dwell on this earth that are not demonic and not godly, neither. They are just, oh. yeah. And do you I think, think they hail from other worlds? I do. I think that they have a home base elsewhere, but mm -hmm. they've come here because honestly, I think because it's a curiosity for them, um, this planet is, because this planet is very, uh, well, it's, it's a curiosity, <laughs> just put it bluntly. <laughs> the history That's of true. it, yes, the history of it and the way that the whole world functions is a curiosity. I think they come here to explore and to f find new things. And I think that they are not demonic. They're not godly. They're just spirits. But I don't think that they're the traditional like little alien that you see like yeah. a person. Right. 
but I think there's a spirit that I would identify as an alien. Yes. Yeah, I think that one of the one of the funniest things about like all these like quote unquote little green men encounters is that oh yeah, like they look kind of weird, but like they still have two arms, two legs, two eyes, and they walk right. like bipedal bipedally. Right. It's just like no, like dude, you're anthropomorphizing like way too hard there. Because <laughs> right. like, I mean, aliens in terms of how they actually are, like they probably don't even run on oxygen. They probably run on some different element on the periodic table. You're probably right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they, they might not even operate within the dimension the way we do. Right. Um, I, kind of, I kind of think that that's how God works. In okay. terms of like how he, he has the power to obviously jump between dimensions. And like he gives the angels like a smaller element of that power to where they can hop between dimensions so they can be seen or unseen as, as needed. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that is fascinating. Um, so, okay, let's get into a little bit of like Avenist specific lore. Now, okay. I can't remember if we mentioned the word Avenist much last week. So me and Delaney grew up Seventh-day Adventist evangelicals. So um, pretty standard evangelical stuff with some extra, some extra um, writings, I guess you could say. Is that fair to say, Joe? I would say that's quite accurate, yes. Um, so the church believes in the complete like autonomy and like power of scripture, but they also believe in the power of extra biblical prophecy. Mm -hmm. And the biggest example of that is a prophetess by the name of Ellen White. Now she never considered herself a prophetess, but like, bro, if you if you predict things, you're a prophetess. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um and she wrote at least once, if not multiple times, about how due to the sin of man, God was kind of like holding earth in quarantine. Have you heard this, though? I have not, no. So basically, God is holding earth in quarantine and like the other worlds are allowed to watch what happens in earth, but they can't necessarily like interact with earth. Oh, so that kind of agrees with what you're saying. I mean, yeah. and it depends on your on your interpretation of it because like not allowed to interact could mean like, oh, maybe they're not allowed on the planet at all. But like your explanation saying like, oh yeah, they could, they're on the planet, but they just don't really interact. Or if they do interact, it's like something that we can't quite perceive the way that it's actually happening. Right. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that specific religious I... belief in terms of other worlds? I had never heard that, but that honestly, it kind of, it makes sense. And it's similar to what, how I think of it, except that I do think that they're here, the yeah. but it's interesting. It's almost like, um, in, in Ellen White's opinion, it's almost like a separation of our world from the rest of the universe. Yeah. Like almost by some kind of dimensional nonsense. Right. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I read a book, um, by oh I think it was by C.S. Lewis and it was about uh the screw tape letters I think oh yeah I've, I've read bits and pieces of it yeah really good book and I think it was in that book if I'm not mistaken where he describes like a, a transition from dimension to dimension and like the journey from the dimension over and it kind of like aligns with that a little bit like the concept Ooh. that we were separated you know interesting yeah what do you think all right, so circling back to 
why I believe that aliens exist and are out there, but are not necessarily involved um, in Earth is it actually comes back to like some scientific, like theoretical physicist type stuff. So, okay, obviously you've heard of Stephen Hawking. Yes, naturally. He's like, he's like one of the biggest, one of the biggest minds in the physics world out there in all of history, let alone today. Mm -hmm. And he had an interesting quote um, a few years ago where he said that if there is a race of aliens with the capability of reaching out to us when we are so inept to reach back out to them, then if they were to ever come to this planet, it would be akin to Christopher Columbus, hey, relevance in terms of Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. Um, it would be akin to Christopher Columbus landing on America, on the, in the Americas and humans would play the role of the Native Americans. Oh. To where like, it would just be like, we would be slaughtered. Right. Because like, they would have technology we wouldn't even be able to like wrap our minds around. Wow. Which is terrifying and like it is. <laughs> really existentially like nightmarish almost. Yeah. But that's kind of that's kind of what I think about because like um and it, it is a little bit of a cynical um perspective to be like, oh yeah, just assume that every alien race out there that's more advanced than us just wants to conquer and like be imperialist like American, like not Americans, like humans are. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the perspective um, I have on that because um, we are, okay, it's, it, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around how hard, how long of a ways it is from us to like the nearest like planet that like NASA has identified as habitable. It's hundreds of millions of light years away. Goodness gracious. And one light year is, is basically traveling at the speed of light, which is like hundreds of thousands of miles per second, and traveling at that speed for a year. That wow. is one light year. Wow. So um, in order to even get up to that speed, you have to have technology that's thousands, millions if not billions and trillions of years away from where we are now. Right. Unless, unless, okay, now this is where I put my tinfoil hat on, my theoretical <laughs> physics uh, armchair Netflix watch and self. Um, the one way that scientists have said like, okay, this is something we can actually like theoretically like do is to kind of like warp space time. Mm -hmm. Um, in order to travel like really far distances to where like you use like basically there's these quantum particles that if they inject energy into they can kind of like okay say that space is a blanket right right well this would in essence theoretically allow them to fold the blanket and where two points are folded over on each other you can travel between those two points Oh, okay. that's what it means when someone says fold the fabric of space time. Interesting. Which would allow you to get like across the galaxy near instantaneously. Right. Now, obviously, we don't have the kind of energy or power necessary to do that, but it is 
the most, at least in my, my limited non-STEM mind, uh, the most possible way. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That being, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I've been I've talking never for a while. That's fast. And my mind is like, <laughs> so interesting. Go hey, on. That, that's, that's what I was saying. Like these, these questions, they, uh, they open up some really interesting, uh, some interesting thoughts. They do. Yeah. Wow. Go on though. What, what's next? Um, so circling back, I think that any beings with this level of technology uh-huh. would be a lot more interested in sustaining themselves as opposed to like, oh yeah, like why would we care about this primitive culture that can that mm-hmm. can't even barely leave their own planet? Right. Wow. Interesting. Huh. So okay. Um that's kind of our two beliefs on the subject. Yes. Now here is a question. Okay. Dell, do you think, let's say, let's say that a week from now, President Joe Biden announces that aliens have been making contact with Earth. A week later, they land and they say, hello, humans, not here to freak you out, but we're here to help. And we are absolutely the ones who genetically engineered you and dropped you on this planet. Oh, goodness. If that happened, Dell, would it make you rethink your ideas of religion? Hmm. If that happened, I think, I think. So growing up in the, well, around the evangelical, very conservative church, I was always taught never question your beliefs, always just believe and never let anything come between you and your beliefs, right? Yeah. But growing and especially after going through college i've learned that's important to analyze your beliefs so anytime something like that happens i question my beliefs and so I went anytime home. something like aliens landing happens like okay <laughs> i'm okay questioning it yes exactly it's like no. oh look it's a bigfoot let me think about things <laughs> exactly anytime something like that occurs you know, the dozens of times it happens. No, oh, yeah. but <laughs> if it were to happen, I definitely think that it would be important for me to like analyze my beliefs. However, just thinking, I, obviously I don't know until I'm in the situation, but thinking as if I were in the situation, I think I would still stand with my beliefs. However, I would question whether or not these aliens were evil or not. Not Yeah, evil. like g- genuine even. Right. Yes. If they were, or if they were just wanting um, to have some sort of like power, like mental power Mm -hmm. over us. So if we think, oh, this is our creator, we're going to do whatever they want us to do. And so I I would, that's what I would question is whether, what's the motive behind them telling us this? Yeah. Cause like if, if if I've seen enough movies, it's like, oh, something bad's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. There's always a catch, always a catch. What would you think? What what would your reactions be? Um, I mean, if they if they claimed that they created mankind, um, I think the the ultimate the ultimate thing I would ask is like, well, I mean, who created you then? Oh, okay, interesting. Because I mean, because I mean, even if like even if like that happened and like it was actually true, and we had to rethink a few things, like 
I don't think in terms of my top down, like my, my top level existential beliefs, it would change much because I mean, I ultimately, I ultimately do believe that there is a benevolent power that governs the universe to some extent. Right. And that totally would include aliens. I mean, yeah. And if that benevolent power um, were to create these quote unquote aliens and like it were to authorize them to create their own life, then I would probably assume that the aliens themselves are benevolent too. Oh, okay. Because I don't think that if this benevolent power is omnipotent, like we, like we do believe, um, I don't think it would allow something as dangerous as life creation into the hands of something sinister. Because mm. I mean, obviously in the Bible, like the satanic forces aren't allowed to even procreate. Right. So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of my perspective on that topic. Okay, wait a minute. You said in the Bible, you said, did you say demonic beings were allowed to procreate? Yeah. They're not. They're not. At least as far as we know. Oh, okay. See, now I always thought they were. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Tell me why. Tell me why. Well, this is not a very educated stance. This is just what I've believed my well, whole life. We but. are not theology majors. We <laughs> just right. say whatever pops into our minds. That's true. <laughs> so feel free to correct me. But I've always thought that um, there, there, there's an ancient, um, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's in the Bible or if it's just an ancient story I've heard where demons had sex with females and they produced offspring that were half man, half demonic. Oh, yeah, you're. Are you talking about the Nephilim, like the giants? Yes, yes, the giants. And I've, I did, I've always wondered if that's a, like a literal. Yeah. Or if it's like metaphorical, or if it's like maybe evil people that they just referred to as demonic. I don't know, but I've always thought that it is possible, whether or not it's happened. And I like, I have, <laughs> I have some weird friends out there, some weird relatives. Oh. I know some, (laughs) I know, I know some who've had sex with demons and like have told me about it. I know, right? And they've told me about it. It's dark stuff. It's dark, yeah. And I've always wondered what if, like, what if one of my relatives is a halfling? I mean, they're not, I I don't know. I'm not saying like I've always wondered what that specific relative (laughs) to any family listening. (laughs) I don't wonder about you. I've just wondered what if that was possible? What if she, she did give birth to a half demon, half human a nephilim nephilim and so my curiosity started i think it was star wars i was watching when there was i think they called it a halfling where it was half alien though i think and half yeah 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 fascinated me and there's also the fact that that darth vader himself like in the in the prequel movies they're like oh yeah like how was darth vader born i was like well there was a mother and uh no father oh the the universe in essence the universe created darth vader and like it was it it's supposed to be like a reverse like christian type thing where like there was an immaculate conception but like it gave birth to like the greatest evil instead of the greatest good okay yeah some fun little bit of gnosticism in there for you yeah interesting wow i don't know i that's i could be what what makes you think they can't uh demons can't procreate um i think it's just because 
in at least in my view, and this could be colored by my evangelical upbringing, um, my view of a benevolent God is that uh, they would not allow that type of thing to happen because okay. like um, I'm a little bit skeptical on the idea of like original sin how like babies themselves are like sinful and evil automatically like I think that's a little bit silly okay um, but at the same time like if if demons are who we've been led to believe they are which is like irredeemable beings right. I don't really see god allowing something like that to continue on because i mean god literally or at least the the hebrew god um ordered the extermination of like nations right now whether you think that the israelites were just in that or if um that was just them wanting to do it and like it wasn't a direction from god and they added it to the bible or something um if we're taking everything literally then he ordered that and it aligns with the idea like he would not want demons to procreate. Right. Interesting. Yes. And I've, uh, yeah, I've also wondered if it wouldn't be beneficial to the demons to procreate in a sense, because I don't know that their creation would necessarily be also evil. And so I'm not sure that. Yeah. Or powerful even. Right. So I'm wondering if even like the concept itself is just irrelevant to them. And like, it, it, it's just like, we know so little about angels and demons. So little. <laughs> like we, we don't know if like they even like derive pleasure from things the same way that humans do. Right. Yeah. Like if they even have like sexual desires. Right. Yeah. Interesting. And there's also the fact that angels and demons are like really like kind of monsters in terms of what they actually look like. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They're not, they're not like, cause we think of them as people a lot because like of the little storybooks we see and like the angel has like yeah. a person's wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With like all like the 1950s storybooks we, we, yes. we saw like being raised avis or like everybody's white and like the angels are like these nice white yeah. men with like long, long blonde hair. Exactly. It was like uncle Arthur's bedtime stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That series of like 12 books of them and they're all, Oh, it's so, so, Oh, nostalgic looking back on them. But yes, the angels were always the the, the tall, white, blonde hair, blue eyed, big white wings. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> but in actuality, there are a bunch of heads covered with a bunch of eyes covered with a bunch of wings. Yeah, what is that? They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're hard to wrap your mind around. Like, if I saw one, I'd be like, what am I looking at here? Yes, exactly. Get away from me. <laughs> Which I, I think I yeah. do I do believe like in the stories where like the prophets like fall on their faces and like try to worship the angels because like they're terrifying. Yeah. Like if you saw a dude with wings, I was like, oh, he's just cosplaying. Right. But like if you see like one of those things, it's like, oh whoa, I need to I need to protect myself. Yes, I need to run. <laughs> yep. To hide. Yes, that would be terrifying. Yep. So okay. Del, where where does that leave you in terms of do these demons have anything to do with these extraterrestrials that you think are also present? Do you think there's any intermingling between like 
the quote unquote supernatural forces and like the extraterrestrial forces? You know, I think they're aware um, of each other. I think they're aware of each other. I don't think they are buddy buddy though. I think that the I think the extraterrestrial that are not demonic that I was speaking of are kind of almost like they're like demigods in that they are rulers of the universe, but underneath God. And so I like lieutenants. Yeah, like lieutenants. Yes, exactly. And I think that um, the demonic presence that is on Earth almost fears them, but not in a sense that they're like, not in a sense that they fear God, but in a sense that they just like don't mess with them. Yeah. I like think, they're not allowed to touch them, but it's not like the, it's not like the extraterrestrials can like wipe them out with like a thought, like a all powerful God could. Exactly. And I don't think, I think, I think when demonic presence hear the name of Jesus in the name of God, they tremble and they're afraid and they don't come around. But when they hear of these extraterrestrials, they're just like, oh, well, I'm not going to mess with that, but it's not going to ruin my day. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I don't. I've I've also always thought that like these these extra these um like these demigods had some sort of like responsibility on Earth. So I always believed like there was like a god of the weather and a god of the ocean and a god of the sun and a god of um the harvest, and that when we pray like for good weather, we are praying to God like the Father, but He like d- delegates that to the demigod and has him to actually like administrate the power exactly because i think that that but in like the like in my human mind that makes sense but i don't know like in the god's mind because it's probably way more complex than i can ever imagine and so that's just what my human mind has conceptualized Mm -hmm. yeah you know that 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 makes sense um and it it kind of sounds almost like in your perspective like the way god and like supernatural stuff works is kind of like it's kind of like the internet where like it's a bunch of like interconnected like beings or like things that are like all working together to kind of like serve as like almost telephone lines for god's power yeah which is which is an interesting way to think about it um jumping off of that like um have you ever heard of the the scientific theory called the string theory I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it, though. So basically, from what I understand, like, it's crazy complicated. But okay. in, in a theoretical sense, it's that every single, like, atom, every single, like, piece of matter in, in all of reality is connected by these super tiny, like, atomic strings. And that basically, it's the butterfly effect. If I, like, if I touched a chair here in like Indiana, then like that obviously causes my atoms to come into contact with other atoms, which makes these strings that everything's attached to like vibrate. Oh. And it affects other things in the world. Now, obviously, because I can't see all these strings connected, I have no idea like how I'm impacting something else. But if say there was a God who could see all these strings, then he could use that as a way to enact his will or their will. I don't want to necessarily gender God because I have complex opinions about the gender of God, if such thing even exists. I do too. We should make that a topic one week. Absolutely. Yes. Everything's on the table. 
but yeah what, what what do you think about that well that that's um it's 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 large for me to wrap my mind around <laughs> but <laughs> we're talking I, about a lot of big stuff today we are i do i do believe in like um the concept that everything has an effect on, on everything else like everything is mm-hmm. interwoven and connected and so in that concept i can understand it a little bit but i think it's it's too big for me to form an opinion on right off the bat um is that something that you are something that you think is plausible yeah i, I think i believe it I think oh I yeah yeah. Tell me about that. Just because, just because I, I think it both, I think it both actually helps prove like scientific theories, like evolution and stuff, but also like how God is interwoven into everything, um, mm. and how God could use like like small processes to enact His will, even over a long period of time. Okay. Like I don't think that. I don't think that Christians should be pigeonholed into having to believe in one specific way that God operates. I think that, I think that a a universal, like maybe even multiversal being like God cannot be like put in one box or like, well, I mean, he definitely had to have created everything in six days. Mm. Like God does whatever they want. Yeah. And whatever they want, is this is inherently good right i've heard so many different theories on the six day thing like if it was six literal days it was six figure each day it was, it was six thousand years i've heard so many different things mm-hmm. um and to me i'm not sure why it really matters how long it took yeah. just that we're here i don't know i just uh, yeah well here's here's why it matters in like our small sphere sphere yeah. of influence is that to a lot of Adventists, that's the cornerstone of the Sabbath belief. Oh, okay. Because they believe that like uh, six literal days and then the seventh literal day, that is what puts the Sabbath commandment in stone, not necessarily even the commandment itself. Um, And that's, (laughs) and that's, and that's why, and that's why they kind of argue that like, oh yeah, like it's a Genesis law. It's not, it's not a Levitical law. Like, that that is so set in stone like you can't even argue against it but like if if you start to say like okay like how is this written what were the the original scribes trying to get across like is some of this literal is some of this literal is some of this figurative right and like if your entire belief system like burns away because like some you didn't quite interpret something correctly and like i mean you have a flimsy belief system that's true. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. No. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Why that would be important to some people. The six days. What's your perspective on it? Hmm. I'm honestly still formulating and deconstructing hey. my uh, my my thoughts on like the biblical idea of creation. Um, I think it's probably. I think the answer is probably somewhere mixed into everything. Like, okay, I feel like I've asked you this a million times, like in our conversations. <laughs> Have you seen The Good Place? Uh, I've seen the first like two episodes. Okay, okay. So I think you've seen what what I've seen. Where where like basically like it's people go to like quote unquote heaven. And yeah. They get there and like they're like oh yeah like 
all the religions got like what the afterlife is like like five to ten percent right uh, yeah and except for this one guy who was really high that one time and he got it like 75 percent right <laughs> so we have a picture of him in our office <laughs> so funny and i think that to a certain degree that's true with like different um christian interpretations of creation okay. or like i think that people get bits and pieces of it right okay. um but I think it gets, people get into trouble when they try to like pigeonhole like one, like very either literal or figurative um, interpretation of it and make that their entire like system of believing how the world came about. Mm, yeah. Like I think that, I think that there were times when God used slow processes. I think there's times when he used fast processes. Um, I think that I think that the the creation story is definitely to the the purpose of it is to demonstrate that God is active in our lives. Now, what what was actually done? It, the six day creation thing could have just been the best way that Moses could describe it. Mm. Oh, because yeah. like because like that's that's what I think about a lot of times with the Bible is like. Take like Ezekiel chapter one, for example, where like Ezekiel sees like these big flaming wheels with a bunch of eyes and a bunch of wings in the sky. And that's all he can describe them as. It's like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of what look like wheels and it's on fire. And I think it might be talking about like the glory of God, but that's kind of the best way I can describe it. I think that a lot of like supernatural, like almost untouchable things to us are written in a way that like is the closest to what the the writer could understand and get across to people interesting that is a very good point that's very yeah that's very open-minded of you too i like that no i think yes and if the wrong people find this they're gonna be upset and i'm sorry <laughs> but i'm not gonna lie to you yeah yep so yeah we got uh, we got a little a little religiously existential there today we did yes very um you took a lot of little like rabbit holes but good rabbit holes <laughs> lots of rabbit holes yes it, it will not be the last time we do that no it will not it's gonna be a theme <laughs> so so Del, was there anything else you wanted to add in terms of like aliens or the the character nature of god or, or any of these other like massive topics that we could like write like 50 pages about no, I think <laughs> I think the one other comment I had was I think my belief in aliens and extraterrestrials is also founded in that God's creativity I don't think was limited to this planet. And Ooh. yeah. Now you now you're preaching. Let's go. Now I'm preaching. So I think that his cuz he he has such a vast I mean just look at what's on our planet. It's so complex and it's so like we have animals that are big, animals that are small, animals that are funny, animals that are mean. We have animals that are, and we have such crazy and crazy diversity. Diversity, yes. And I don't think that was limited to just this planet. I think this was one of many, many, many creations he had. And I think that his mind is so creative and so vast and so complex that we can't even fathom. We cannot even fathom what he else he has created in this not in just in this universe but in all of the universes that could possibly be out there mm -hmm. yeah that's what i think i, think I that's, also that's think, a great thought thank you oh, continue. i wonder if those universes 
even if like if, if I'm wrong and they're not interacting with us, I wonder if they interact with each other and what that looks like. I'm just curious. I would love to see that someday. I mean, I would circle back to my argument that like it's statistically impossible to me that there's not other worlds out there that are like sentient. I also think it's almost impossible that none of those worlds interact. I think that's highly, highly possible. Yep. Yeah. Wow. What is the there's av- a big huh? there's a big beautiful world out there. What what were you saying? There's a huge beautiful world out there. It's wonderful. Um do you know what the Adventists specifically believe on aliens? Is it what Ellen White was saying? Oh, it, it's it's basically at least the general position I've heard is the same as Ellen White. So we're like, okay. this world is in quarantine. Um, therefore, aliens aren't allowed to come here because we're in some kind of dimensional pocket where like only God and angels and apparently demons can get to. Mm. Um, and that any aliens you see are basically like demonic, like you said yeah interesting now that being said though quick question um what what do you think is the the biggest telltale sign between like oh yeah like i had like a brush with like something extraterrestrial and i had a brush with something demonic like like how do you differentiate yeah i think and this is gonna (laughs) this is gonna make me sound very um like much like a hippie, but it's okay because I am a hippie. I think Don't a lot care. of it Don't has care. to do. I know, right? I think a lot of it is rooted in um, the feeling you have after the experience. Not just like if you enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it, but there is a distinct creepy feeling I think you get when you have. Mm. I mean, I've had experiences with demons and I've had like. Ooh. Yeah. Should we save that for another podcast? Or... We should because that's yeah. a wild tale. I've only told that. That, that would take. Okay, I, I would I would never pressure you to tell any podcast that. So you don't, you definitely don't have to. I future. don't mind. It's just it's like a whole okay. episode. It's complex. Well, well then me, we might have an exclusive uh, Delaney reveal story here at, <laughs> at some point. Yes, but every experience I've had, like the recent experience I had, was this summer, and it was the most invasive experience I've ever had. That experience, Ooh. and afterwards, it was just like this undeniable this is not a godly experience. It was like, this is not, this is not okay. Almost. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like, this is not something I want. This is not peace. And the, the thing for me is peace. If I feel peace, I'm usually good. And I think extraterrestrials who are not demonic, there's that sense of it's just part of the universe. Whereas demonic presence are an invasion of our universe and that they are, yeah. they're here to destroy it. And extraterrestrial or not, and I think that that intent is ground into the the feeling we have when we interact with them. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but no, that makes all the sense. Yeah. So that's what I think about that. And so I've never had a brush with an extraterrestrial that was not demonic. <laughs> <laughs> I would love. Man, that's to that's some it. bad luck. I know, but at this point, I I think I'm that that's where I stand on it. And so because I have never had an experience with a good alien i don't think that i can say what what that would be like i can't describe it because i've never had it no that's fair evil yeah so i don't know but like i'm curious because i've heard people talk about experiences with aliens and like like a weird feeling they had but it was not a bad feeling it was just like this like Mm -hmm. overwhelming like feeling and i wonder what that is you know that 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 is fascinating yeah. Like aside, aside from all the rednecks who are like, I've been probed. 
Exactly. <laughs> oh. Okay, so before we end the podcast, yeah. I, I like to, last week we ended on something a little lighter, and I want to do the same this week, but I want to do it with the same topic in mind. So Del, I can't remember if we've ever talked about this specific subject, but I've talked about it with people before over the question game. So I'm going to pose the question to you and then I'll answer it. Okay. All right. So say that you get married to a lovely partner and you enjoy 10 bountiful years of marriage with this, with this partner. And like, it's amazing. And like, obviously there's like your occasional scuffles, like with any marriage, because like it wouldn't be healthy otherwise, mm -hmm. but you're happy. Okay. And 10 years into the marriage, this partner says, well, Del, I love you. And I need to tell you the truth. I am not from this world. I am from a different world, but I'm definitely not a demon. And uh, I don't quite look like this. I still kind of look human, but like I kind of have a different colored skin, like green or something. And I got like some gills or something. <laughs> so if you were to find this out, what would you do, if anything? What would I do? Um, I think I would want proof. I'd want to see what they actually look like. Take me up in the spaceship right now. <laughs> Show me. Show me space. Exactly. But I think, honestly, I would accept what they've told me. I'm not sure if I would believe it internally, but I well, would. No, what, if, what if they just show you that like, oh, yeah, like, my skin is definitely green. Like I see it and I know. Yeah, yeah they, I, they just like push a button on the wristwatch and like, oh, yeah, this is just like a cloaking device. Oh, my God. That'd be so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would. Um, I would, You're still physically attracted to them, though. They're still attractive. Don't worry. They're still attractive. Okay. It's just they have green skin and gills. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Something like that. Something like that. I think I would proceed with life as normal with them. Um, I probably would take like a few days like alone to like process. That's fair. <laughs> um, and then I think I'd proceed with life as normal unless like they were here for like a specific mission. And I like the, and I was like privy to that. That'd then be I, creepy. That would be creepy. And I think that would weird me out. And I think I'd have mm. to at that point, like reevaluate, be reevaluate the past 10 years. But, but if they were just like, oh, I'm just like an, like an extraterrestrial who's going to proceed with life as normal. I'd be like, okay, dope. Yeah. Like, let's just like a that. traveler, just a traveler. Yeah. Then I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. What would you do? Man, Del, if I found out that I was married to a hot alien lady, that would be just cool with me. <laughs> love it like I'd, I'd be like well take me up in your spaceship show me all the things um how what's your lifespan <laughs> like please question. tell me it's not please tell me it's not like on the super short end but it'd be kind of sad if it was on the longer end because then you'd have to like watch me die oh my god that's so sad um do you have any cures for my short lifespan because i would love that yeah Wow. Can you make me look like 27 forever? <laughs> Please. Oh, but yeah. otherwise, like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be I'd be totally, totally fine with it. Um, and it wouldn't like we like we said, it wouldn't really like shake my worldview at all. Okay, um, good. Good and I would just be curious to like learn even more about them. Cause like I think that to a certain degree, you could be upset with you'd you'd totally be valid. And being upset that like they quote unquote lied to you for 10 years because like that's hiding a huge part of who they are huge part yeah i feel a little bit like deceived yeah i think i think that's fair 
but also like you can understand why they wouldn't want to like say that right off the bat because like oh man like if i tell the wrong people i'm an alien i'm gonna get experimented on true true like i'm gonna get cut up by the government or something yeah they're probably telling me in general is probably a very brave move of them yeah and if it takes if it takes 10 years then great for them yeah at least they got to that point but uh yeah aliens are cool um they are <laughs> roswell roswell and all that little green men little green and women. men and women or maybe they're ungendered Unge- little green beings <laughs> yes yes yeah. adorable little green peoples little green peoples yes but yeah that is that is it for this edition of deconstructing i think it was a fabulous conversation as always i do too my mind has been expanded and i am i feel like <laughs> i have a better understanding of your perspective which i love so that's awesome hey, same here same here and i can't wait to explore more of your perspective on like demonology and all of that all that stuff yes yes for sure it'll be an but uh episode. yeah oh go ahead sorry no i said it'd be an interesting episode the demonology would be very much very much, very much yeah. but as always let's sign off i am curtis cooper and i'm delaney keep deconstructing people yes keep deconstructing And we'll see you next week. See you next week.